You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your headspace, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jaysfrontacouch.com. With you on a Saturday night, it's still a Saturday night in the continent, so yeah, I'm not a fan of these late night shifts either, but we work with what we got, right? When the Blue Jays play late into the night, and it takes me a little bit of time to get my notes together, you know, they end up coming out later, but at least we... At least we have some good things to talk about on today's episode and some good things coming up tomorrow that I will mention later on in the podcast. But this is serving as the de facto fan edition of the week. Um, I did get some thoughts from y'all on the topic at hand that we are going to talk about, and that is the Blue Jays bullpen. And if you needed any more signs that the bullpen is basically what is keeping this team afloat, tonight was the prime example. A 2-1 win for the Blue Jays in which the bats were barely doing anything. And the pitchers had to come up with a stellar performance to even give them a chance at that win. And they did. It's a pretty good performance all around. Like, Chase Anderson, in his first start in almost a year, comes out and throws three solid, if unspectacular, innings. Wilmer Font comes out and doesn't completely blow the game up. Anthony Kay emerges and is dominant. Which was so, so needed from that bullpen. Three and a third innings for Anthony K tonight. Two hits. He struck out three. Didn't walk a batter. It was awesome. And then the real breakout stars for the Blue Jays this season. Well, two out of three, I guess. Um, if I'm including Teoscar Hernandez being the main source of offense lately. Um, Jordan Romano working the 8th, Anthony Bass working the ninth, and just nailing down what could have been a very tense game with a confidence I, I know a lot of Blue Jays fans had in Ken Giles when he uh, was working the knife and hopefully will be working the knife again in the future, but... It's weird just how assured a lot of fans were knowing that Romano and Bass were back there. And I don't know how often you've been able to say that about a a wider Blue Jays bullpen staff. Probably not since um, 2015 when Aaron Sanchez and Brett Cecil and Ryan Tapera were back there and, and being you know, solid for the Blue Jays as they were making their postseason runs. 
So it's a really weird feeling, but a really nice feeling to have. And it, it just goes to show the kind of work that the Blue Jays bullpen has been putting in and, and putting in successfully. Like, without without a lot of the hiccups that they've had in, in finding their bullpen pieces this season, um, really getting in the way of things. Like, you can, you can argue the Blue Jays should be an above 500 team based on the way their pitching staff has been. If the bats ever decide to wake the heck up, yeah, I'm still going to harp on the bats. Of course I'm still going to harp on the bats. The bats are still bad, but the bullpen makes it so much better. Like I said, Bass has been spotless in six and a third innings. He has given up just two hits and one walk. He's not an overpowering pitcher, but he knows what he's working with and he can get a lot of people out on it. Jordan Romano has pitched in seven games already this season. And he still hasn't given up a hit. Seven innings, he's walked three batters, no hits. That slider is devastating. It is just pummeling batters who don't know what to do with it. And the way Romano's able to play his fastball off that as well, it it is Giles-esque what Romano has been able to do with that combo of pitches and... The Blue Jays got such a lucky break that Texas looked at him after they got him from the White Sox in the Rule 5 draft. It's just like, eh, nah, we're good. And, you know, that's when Romano decided to retool himself as a reliever in Buffalo and made his appearance last year. And, you know, I think a lot of people saw what he could have been before his injury. And then, you know, after... He had that stint on the IL. People wondered how quickly he would bounce back because he didn't bounce back in 2019. He has bounced back with a vengeance so far in 2020 to the point where he looks dominant. He looks like he can be a guy who, again, if the Blue Jays choose not to resign him, Giles, they'll probably be all right with Jordan Romano as their closer. And... And Romano's the type of closer who could probably go and get you four outs or five outs because he still has that stamina from when he was a starter. He was a starter last year. You don't lose it all right away. So it it wouldn't be improbable for Romano to come out in those situations. And that's not really something you can do with Giles right now. Giles is a one-inning pitcher. And he needs to be on that one inning. Romano gives them a lot more flexibility. And, and we're seeing just how important that is in this shortened season. Having guys who can go out and give you multiple innings. Having an Anthony Kay that can go three and third innings. Having a Ryan Barucki who can give you two innings. A Thomas Hatch that can give you two innings. Even AJ Cole was asked to get four outs the other night. And he did them very well. Cole's another guy. Five and two-thirds innings so far this season. Only given up two hits and a walk. Struck out six. Another one of these minor league finds for the Blue Jays when it comes to their bullpen that's paying off. 
And if they get into injury trouble, they have another guy in Justin Miller on the taxi squad now who might be able to match Cole. They, they've done a very good job, a better job than I or a lot of other people gave them credit for when putting this bullpen together. And they've taken some things that, you know, a lot of us have been asking them to do. Look at the starters who are going to make it and the ones who don't and decide what to do with the ones who don't. And they've all translated very well. Like, even Jacob Wagaspak's given them multiple innings out of the pen without giving up a run. And granted, he has Ryan Barucki to thank for that. Um, from the other night. But it's it's been a pleasant surprise for a team that's needed something to cheer for. And uh, I have friends who occupy those seats above the bullpen at the Rogers Center during happier times. I can only imagine these sign ideas going through their heads for this squad that has emerged and given the Blue Jays what they needed. Now, that isn't to say it's all been sunshine and roses. There have been problems and we are going to discuss those problems and and try and figure out what the solution is. But I can tell you that if you're looking for a solution for home delivery, that's an easy solve. That's Postmates. Postmates is an app that you can get on your phone and it will deliver what you need right to your door. Usually for me, it's going to be dinner. A lot of times, like when I'm working, I don't have a lot of time to cook. I try, but sometimes it's just like, I I can't, I just need like a burger or something. So Postmates will deliver it right to the door. No one's opening it. Don't have to, don't want to, but they have non-contact delivery. So it just gets left right outside there. I don't have to worry about, you know, inhaling anyone's air or anything like that. They also have Postmates pickup, which I've been using to order takeout from local restaurants just because I want to support them. And, you know, make sure they survive what's going on. And, you know, Postmates doesn't just do restaurants. They also do convenience stores. They do grocery stores. They'll they'll do whatever you want. You just download the app, find your stores on there. And they will deliver within the hour to your place of residence or wherever you're working. Doesn't matter, they'll get it there. And right now, you can try Postmates and get a $100 credit for your first week just by using the promo code locked on. You download the app, put it on your phone, enter that promo code locked on, get that $100. I can't even say it, it's crazy. $100 free delivery credit for your first seven days. So anything you need, anytime you need it, just Postmate it. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. So, like I said, the bullpen on a whole has been really good. 
but there have been some negative spots. Um, obviously losing Ken Giles to injury sucks. Um, watching Sam Gaviglio think he should be a high leverage reliever and then go out and just completely blow games because he can't keep the ball in the strike zone. Very bad. That's why he's no longer on the team at the moment. And I think we're all better for it. Shun Yamaguchi has been disappointing since coming over from Japan. 2160 ERA is not good. And I know he was put in a, in a couple of really tenuous situations with the whole runner on second and extra innings sort of deal, but still let them score way too easily, Shun. And that's not a recipe for success in the major leagues. I don't care if you're upset you're not a starter. You got to do your job. Shin Yamaguchi is not doing his job. And then there's Wilmer Font, who, you know, like I said, tonight was asked to get two outs. He got the two outs. No more runs came in. It's a good job. Fastball looked better. But that isn't to say he hasn't had his struggles. The Atlanta series in particular, when he was coming back off the unfit to play list. And just looked like a dog's breakfast, essentially. To borrow a phrase from our British friends. So, a lot of people weren't happy with the bullpen after that night. Um, we got into some conversations about how Charlie Montoya was using the pen. Um, Peter Scove at Scove Peter was getting tired of this one inning only plan for Jays relievers. And that was specifically in regards to Jordan Romano only pitching the one inning against Boston and then giving way to Wilmer Font. And I'm sorry, that's against Atlanta. It wasn't against Boston. My bad. But, yeah, not sending Romano out for the second inning. Because I, I was calling for that. Y'all saw me call for that on Twitter. And it was frustrating. Um, Phil Varughese, and I'm, I'm sorry if I butchered your last name, Phil. Uh, at sore with Phil. Didn't understand how Fawn could be sent out in a tie game in the late innings with much better options available in the Jays' pen. To Phil, Shun and Font are opener-type pitchers, and I, I don't know if the Blue Jays will go back to that strategy with Hatch and Kay and Barucki and, and Waggis Pack in the fold. I think they just let them piggyback. I don't think they bother with openers. I think if they get into situations like Chase Anderson did last night, or Tonight, I'm losing track of the days in this crazy mixed up time. But it, it seems more likely that the Blue Jays would let a pitcher go out for two or three innings. And then maybe look at, again, putting in a reliever to get them out of a situation before they go to another multi-inning guy. 
So then that led to the question that a couple of fans were talking about. And two, two of our nearest and dearest friends of the show had this conversation. Um, podcast guest and friend of the show, Karen Sutar, at Karen Sutar 1. And Biggles14 at Biggles14 wanted to know what to do with Wilmer Font. And the solution for Karen was to DFA Wilmer Font and bring in another former starter in Sean Reed Foley. And this was something I actually experimented with when I was a virtual manager doing the uh, Out of the Park campaign for the Blue Jays. I actually had Sean Reed Foley come up as a reliever for a couple stints. And results were mixed. His first uh, stint with the club was fairly good. He was fairly effective. But then when he went back down to Buffalo and he got stretched out again, he came back up and wasn't able to maintain what he was able to do. The control wasn't there. And Biggles didn't blame Font for the mishap in Atlanta. Um, He said it would not be smart to DFA Font. They are all being used in roles they are not used to. Um, Biggles agreed Sean Reed Foley will have his time and that time will likely be 2021 and then it got into the question of whether or not it was on Charlie Montoyo to actually use these arms as well as they could and and both women eventually landed on John Schneider taking over the role since he's on the staff as a bench coach and had the experience with the Fisher Cats and Montoya's managing is probably why the bullpen ERA isn't as spotless as he can't, as it could be. Because he wanted to show the trust in the guys who were there from last year. He wanted to give Sam Gavilio a chance to be a high leverage reliever. He wanted to give Wilmer Font a chance to work in high leverage situations immediately after coming back from what we can assume is a stint on the IL for contracting the virus. And he wasn't ready. And Sam Gavilio is not a high leverage reliever. And I get that Montoyo is a player's manager. But while John Gibbons was known as a player's manager, he also had enough of a feel to know when to go with certain guys and what they were best at. And, and not try and shovel them around a bit. Montoya's proven that he's willing to experiment in this season because it's it's a messed up season anyway. That's why Kevin Biggio's batting leadoff, despite a sub-200 batting average, and it's why Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was hitting sixth, and Travis Shaw was hitting third. And, you know, I'm, I'm for it, but at the same time, this is going to be a prime opportunity for the Blue Jays to get some playoff experience. And that's going to be a key ingredient in 
building this team up. You can have all the talent you want, but if they don't know what to do when the chips are down, they're going to fail. Look at the Edmonton Oilers. They have two of the best hockey players in the planet, and they just got knocked out in four games by Chicago. And I apologize to my Alberta fans, but you're probably going to win the number one overall pick anyway and get Alexis Lafreniere. So, you can take this on the chin right now. It begs the question on whether or not Montoya is able to handle this bullpen. Because right now, if the club is winning, it's easy. It's on autopilot. You get the multiple innings, you go to Lease, Romano, and Bass. And you get your win. It's what's happening in those tie game situations. Or those trailing by one run situations. Where Monteo hasn't shown the feel for things yet. And maybe that is something he has to learn. But one thing I learned very quickly when I was managing that virtual team. You cannot be attached to the past if you want to move forward and try and grasp victory. I mean, it's why I traded Wilmer Font to the Royals and Anthony Bass to the Royals and claimed Oliver Perez off waivers and then traded him to the Phillies. I'm, I'm not a very patient woman. I'm sorry. But I'm glad y'all are very patient and have been diligently waiting for these episodes tune in tomorrow gonna post the snippet from the griffin conine interview with aram layton of locked on mlb prospects so you get to hear griffin's voice and you know just kind of kind of enjoy a little respite from hearing my voice i'm sorry i've i've been dealing with something the back end of this week and i know it's making me sound like garbage so I apologize for that. Thank y'all for sticking it out with me. Um, so that'll be up tomorrow. Check it out. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Jays on Twitter and Facebook. And that you're subscribed to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. Does Amazon have a podcast network? They probably do at this point. If so, we're on it. And make your... Make your goal be to click on that subscribe button to make sure you do not miss that episode. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm on there at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it lets me talk to y'all. Now, I just want to thank Karen and Biggles and Peter and Phil for sharing their thoughts and helping me vent a little bit on this podcast. And hopefully, you know, by the time we talk again um, on Monday, it will be about the Blue Jays being one game back of 500, about to head to Buffalo for the first time. And, you know, it'll be a bit happier. We'll see what happens. Anyway... For everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, 
I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to tonight's episode. And y'all take care.